The sun overhead is truly amazing. It's the largest object in our solar system, and its gravitational force causes everything in our solar system to orbit around it. The sun is massive, 865,000 miles wide, and you can fit 1.3 million Earths in the sun to fill up its volume. At the core of the sun, it is 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. That's pretty hot. Okay. Well, as powerful as the sun is, we know that if we erect four walls and a roof with no windows, the light of the sun cannot penetrate a room. Well, in a similar way, God is all-powerful. God is the center of the universe. And as powerful as God is, God amazingly respects our human freedom and will not enter our lives if we erect walls and close God off. But if we are open and the Lord comes in, He changes our life and produces much fruit. Here is the key to the parable of the sower, really the key to our spiritual life. Receptivity. To be open to receive all that God wants to give us. Now think again for, of the sun overhead. The sun shines everywhere. The Bible says the sun shines on the just and the unjust in a similar way. God is so lavish in his love and he sows his seed everywhere indiscriminately. If you were a farmer hearing this parable of the sower, you would be shocked. You would say, this is a crazy farmer because seed was very precious in biblical times. So you would make sure the seed was only planted in the most fertile ground. It was like water in a desert. You wouldn't waste water in a desert. So when they hear, well, this sower allowed some seed to fall on the path and among the rocks and the weeds, what is he doing? It shows the lavishness of God's love. There is no sinner beyond the reach of the love of God. God wants to sow his seed, his word, everywhere. He wants to come into each person's life. And now the choice is ours. Will we be open? Will we be receptive to receiving the word? Now there's two meanings of the word in the Bible. The word can represent the scripture we call the Bible the word of God. But the Word is also a person. Jesus Christ is the divine Word. And so the Gospel of John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the divine Word. So the Scripture is inviting us, this parable, to be open to the Word, to encountering Jesus through the Bible through the scripture, but also just being open to Jesus himself, the divine word, allowing Jesus to come into our lives. Now, what are the walls that we erect? What are the barriers that prevent Jesus from coming in? Well, the parable of the sower mentions three, the path, the rocks, and the weeds. So let's look at those. First, the path represents the people who receive the word, but it never takes root for lack of understanding. Bishop Barron says, wow, how this describes so many Americans today who really don't know much about their faith. 
He says, well, you know, we spend a lot of intellectual, mental energy studying everything from math to physics to economics. We're blessed here in Leewood to have access to secondary education, to college degrees. We invest a lot of time learning, studying. But does that translate spiritually? Do we take time to study and understand the Word of God? Reading it, praying with it. In many ways, a lot of people today in Johnson County have about an eighth grade understanding of their faith because we confirm in eighth grade. And despite telling people over and over, confirmation is not the end of our religious education. It's only the beginning of a lifelong journey with the Lord. Can you imagine... If any of us would say, well, you're done with your studies at 8th grade, would say, you got to be kidding me. We're so blessed here at St. Michael to have so many opportunities to continue after confirmation to grow in our faith. You know, right now we have four buses of teenagers at the Steubenville Conference. That's awesome. Our youth ministry is very vibrant. We have our life team on Sunday nights. We have small group discipleship on Wednesday night for our teenagers. And then Father Luke, during the school year, he does pizza with Padre, teaching our young people twice a month on Wednesday nights. We have so many opportunities to grow in our faith, but we got to make time to learn, to study, to pray daily with Scripture. The second obstacle to God, the rocks. These are the people who receive the word, but then some tribulation or suffering or persecution comes and they give up. Folks, this is going to happen to us. Christianity is very countercultural, and Christianity is not for the faint of heart. I guarantee you, if you stand up for a lot of very common sense biblical truths like the, the reality of, that God created marriage between a man and a woman, that... In gender, that God made us male and female. These common sense truths rooted in the Bible are very countercultural today. Stand up for the dignity of human life and see what's going to happen. We're going to be attacked. But St. Paul reminds us this momentary light affliction is producing an eternal weight of glory. What is Paul telling us? In the midst of trial, in the midst of persecution, keep your eyes on the goal. And keep going. Jesus always calls his people together too. To support one another. We remember we're never alone in the midst of trial. We have to encourage one another. To persevere. Not to give up in the face of difficulty. Finally some seed fell among the thorns. Which represent the worldly anxieties. The lure of riches that choke off the word. Okay, we're not going to get much argument here, I hope. That the world offers us glitz and glamour. And there's a lot of distraction. We live in the entertainment age that closes off our hearts to the Word. Where we're not listening. Think of the many distractions we face daily through media, our phones, Netflix, social media. What's the point? Look, God is going to give us what we want. God respects our freedom. If I want to spend five hours a day on social media, the Lord's not going to speak over that. He's going to let me have what I want. 
And so the key is, am I making space? Am I entering into the silence to listen and to receive the word? Now, as we hear this parable, we start to think, wow, my soul has a mixture of soil. I can recognize some hardness in my heart, some rocks and thorns and weeds, but there's also good soil in us. And if we open our hearts and receive the word, it's going to change us and we're going to produce amazing fruit. Bishop Barron again, he says, you know, think about how words can change reality. And so when an umpire in a baseball game says, strike three, you're out. Well, reality has changed. The game has changed. You're out. When a policeman says you're under arrest, well, it's going to change your life. You're under arrest. Well, when God speaks his word, it has an effect in our life. It changes reality. When God said, let there be light, there was really light. When God said to the paralytic, rise, take up your mat and walk, he was really healed. When we encounter Jesus in his word, expect change in your life. Expect healing. Expect an increase of faith. Expect hope to rise in your heart. Expect to be filled with divine love. And then what are the fruits that we're going to bear when we open our hearts to Jesus? What's the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Do you remember those? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If you want peace in your life, open your heart to Jesus. If you want joy, open your heart to Jesus. Mother Teresa said the sure sign that Jesus is alive and risen in someone, that they're filled with the very spirit of Jesus, is that they have joy. This is the key to bearing all these fruits of the Spirit to being receptive to inviting the word into your life, inviting Jesus. God is so lavish. He wants to sow his word everywhere. He wants to come in each person's life. And if we open our hearts, expect to be changed and to bear fruit a hundred or sixty or thirty fold.